Let's turn to Luke chapter 11, please. Luke chapter 11. I thought last night I may have to preach from a chair. Um, Pastor Armacost said maybe we could borrow one of the plays from the playbook of one of the, the new evangelical pastors, and I could just have a stool up here and a nice turtleneck. And then uh, I thought if I could pull the turtleneck up over my nose, it could double as a mask. So it didn't all come together. So, But uh, isn't the media such a blessing? You know, we're about to enter a dark, long, cold winter. And brace yourselves, it's going to be awful. Um, you see, the news media and all the woke people out there tell us we have two options. We can either be happy or informed. If you are happy, it's because you must be an irresponsible American who has simply failed to tune in to the doom and gloom that's out there. But you know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 5 that ye are the light of the world. And uh, it's at the dark times that those Christmas lights out there pop all the more, don't they? They grab your attention. And uh, you and I can be Christmas lights in the darkness through this winter. We know the story of Christ and we have a chance to burn brightly for him. Mrs. Gonzalez sings, The darker the night, the brighter the light shines. I'm walking with Jesus, the light of the world. I'm walking with him, in him is no darkness. The darker the night, the brighter the light, when I walk with him. So we talked about this before. People do have the clueless smile, don't they? Where they're like... <laughs> And they, you know, the crazy is coming through uh, in their eyes. And, and you're like, oh, man, ignorance is bliss. Um, bless their heart. Um, but you also have the clued-in smile, the person that's smiling because there's something underneath. There's a, in the chorus book, there's a song, number 39, there's a deep, settled peace in my heart. There's a deep, settled peace in my heart, for I've found Christ the light in this world dark as night. There's a deep, settled peace in my soul. That smile, that clued-in smile that says there's something on that person's mind. There's something, there's a deep, settled peace in that heart. I want to preach a message I've called properly preoccupied. Properly preoccupied. Now, the dictionary describes preoccupation as being engrossed in thought, um, even distracted. Um, our minds go places, don't they? Like some of you are already in the line at lunch right now. Your bodies are here. Um, so you, your body's in science class or math class, but your mind is not. Your body's in music theory class. I, just, I can't imagine minds wandering in music theory class. But your mom gives you a to-do list, um, but you miss half of what she tells you because your mind is on what you're going to be doing as soon as she's finally done with you. You're sitting in church or at family devotions and dad or pastor is rattling on and on about something that apparently intrigues their mind. Um, but you're still in bed 
or you're already taking on some of the concerns of the day. Boy, that clued in smile that grips our heart and our soul and we can't get it off our mind. Uh, It affects everything we say and everything we think. Certainly there's an unhealthy preoccupation, but is there such a thing as a healthy preoccupation going through life? 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought putting our thoughts behind bars to some degree. Um, we need to, our thoughts should be captive. Um, but what are the bars that our thoughts should be held behind? Well, uh, for 2 Corinthians 5, 14 says, the love of Christ constraineth me. My mind held under control by the love of the Lord Jesus. Now, I belong to someone in marriage <laughs> 